feel like I talk to you more than anybody now. Right. We do this. uh, What's this like third time in since January? Yeah, pretty much. It's all good. That's all right. Yeah, it's all good. So uh, first and foremost, congratulations on the win. I think uh, confident. You said it wasn't 100 percent. Obviously, you had uh, put over your your opponent. But now that you're champion, how's it all? How's it all going now that, you know, the match is out of the way? It's awesome. Uh, now the hard, like I said, the night of that it happened, it's like the hard work starts now, uh, especially going into under siege with PCO and having my uh, second challenger and beating Rhino already. And now going into PCO at under siege in his home, in his home area or his own backyard, I should say of London, Ontario uh, in a no DQ match. Uh, it's, it's going, but it's getting there one at a time, stacking one body at a time. All right. Not looking past him, because I, I will get into PCO a little bit, but you said that it's sort of a mission uh, to beat a bunch of former Impact World Champions. You have Rhino was the most recent, Rich Swan. if you look back, James Storm. Pick another former TNA Impact World Champion you'd like to get your hands on. Well, obviously, number one on my list right now is Josh Alexander. Once he uh, is healthy, but uh, from that, uh, there's you got Alex Shelley, you got Chris Saban, you got Eddie Edwards. We have the number one contenders match coming up at Under Siege Two that I have my eyes on. And there's a lot of talent in that match, and there's the possibilities of multiple of those guys being in there, all uh, with Shelley and Eddie. Um, so I'm just yeah, those are guys that are high up on my list. But Josh is my number one just because. I think uh, beating the uh, guy that had to vacate a title and uh, that I technically never beat for the Impact World title is something that I need to do. And I know people are going to hang that over my head for as long as they want to, but uh, that's something that I want to do myself is uh, beating Josh Alexander for the Impact World title. Does that put a chip on your shoulder? Or do you see that as maybe people not giving you full credit because that wasn't the match? Or is it just when it when it happens, it happens? No, it just puts a chip on my shoulder regardless, just because it could have been me and Kushida all along at uh, Rebellion, because it was going to be Josh and uh, Kushida at Multiverse, uh, and it could have been Kushida beating Josh there, so we don't know. Uh, but things happen, and people want to say what they want to say, and that's okay. I'm the Impact World Champion. They're not. Uh, that's why I stand here, and well, I'm sitting here now, but that's why I am the Impact World Champion. And uh, I'm going to always wrestle as if I have a chip on my shoulder, because I just once you lose that, I think that's where you lose your edge in the game of uh, trying to be better and to go out there and prove people wrong. And most of all, prove my, prove myself right of what I am and who I am. Yeah. I, I asked, cause I, you've seen it not just in wrestling, but all sports, there's always like, Oh, well you didn't do this. You didn't do that. And I, I think most of the time it's, it's really unfair because it's not usually up to the, you know, the person that did benefit in your case, you did win the title. It, it's out of, it's out of your hands. It's out of their hands. So I think most cases it's unfair. Yeah. And you, that's the one thing too, you got to realize, especially in, in the world of professional wrestling or any sport, it's you can control only what you can. Things are going to happen that we can't, but uh, the best is we can do is we keep our head down, keep grinding and hopefully the good things pay off. And with my story and where I've been for the past two years of stepping foot in impact wrestling and building my brand and getting my name out of who I am as Steve Macklin and people getting on, to have the eyes on and now the impact world title adds a little bit more to that. And then we're just building with going on the road now internationally going to Wagga Wagga out in Australia. We have against all odds coming up after under siege in Columbus, Ohio, 
we're back in Chicago, we're back in Windsor for Slam, just we're everywhere. And that's the good thing with Impact Wrestling is we're building this brand even more since COVID opened up and that whole era has ended. And now we're just trying to get back to where we used to be and building it even better. And that's what I try to put a chip on my shoulder as well on for is making the Impact brand just as good as if not better than what it was. Multiverse in Philadelphia. I think yep. there's there's an Atlanta date, I think, somewhere in between there. If, yeah. So we're so everywhere. Impact's everywhere. Seems like uh, getting comfortable in Canada, but still going all over the the uh, continent. So mm-hmm. plenty of plenty of places to see you guys. Uh, PCO, I said I wanted to get to. Obviously, he presents a big challenge. He's a former Ring of Honor World Champion. Uh, I talked to him about a week or so ago, and one of the things that he said about this match in particular was beating you, winning the title adds only adds to his legacy uh what do you think a win over him would do to your own legacy i've already beaten him before uh but now beating him as the impact world champion in london ontario in his home country and for it to be a no dq match uh just adds another uh, body to the pile and it just keeps building my legacy if you want to call it that i just Again, try to take it a match at a time. But uh, if we're going to build a legacy, it's just taking on the opponents that are put in front of me of just beating Rhino uh, and now PCO. It's just beating all these guys that have been in this business, have this knowledge and this credibility behind them. And for what PCO has done with his career from where he was, I hope he doesn't steal my jacket at some point. Uh, but um, it's it's crazy to see how he invented him, reinvented himself and then just grew into this entity because no matter where we go, PCO is always chanted. Uh, fans love him and they're attracted to him for this attraction that he is of being the perfect creation and this Frankenstein. So uh, to work with a guy like him and to beat a guy like him, I'm sorry to say it's going to, it's not going to be a good one uh, on his end uh, for as much as he likes to put a toll on his body. I'm very adaptable to what I can do in the mat. And now just giving it an ODQ match just adds it to my wheelhouse and I know Scott Demore doesn't want me to be the world champion, and he tries to say that he, that's not the case, but I feel that's the case. You better watch. You mentioned Jacket. Uh, one of the things he did talk about uh, when he was Jean-Pierre Lafitte, he said he one of his favorite things he did was steal Bret Hart's jacket. So yeah. <laughs> you better watch. Yeah, watch out. Hopefully it, somehow a spark plug doesn't get uh, a little looser, a little tight, and it brings him back to being that guy. One of the other things I talked to him about was adding something to matches. He brought up an interesting idea, uh, bringing electricity or lightning into a match somehow. He said, you know, it, it kind of plays off that uh, Frankenstein theme. Uh, is there anything from your character or maybe your personal history you would like to add to a match? Depends on the situation. Um uh... Obviously, I can't bring guns into a match. It just ends the, the whole thing <laughs> from being in the military and taking out a machine gun or a, a sniper rifle or an actual M4. That would just change the game up completely, and it just doesn't become wrestling anymore. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Uh, I, like Again, like I said, I'm very adaptable, and if he would like to bring something like that into it and we can make it work into a creative way, or if there's something, not a boot camp style of a match, but like taking – aspects of uh the marine corps and um i don't know maybe like a sand pit match I, I don't know what what else you would do other than that uh there's not many objects that other than 
something that is a complete destruction and one shot, one kill type thing. So tag them and bag them. What about a body bag match? I mean, play, on a, cas- play on a casket match. It could be a body bag match. Could do a body. I think body bag matches have been done before. That could work too. So uh, you could make tag- it your own though. Tag I mean, them, I bag them. I haven't seen them in a while. So I didn't, I, I want to say, didn't Sid do that? Or I'm getting my matches confused. Hmm. When he was with uh, Harvey Whippleman. I think so. I know the the last somebody I've seen, did. I'm getting was, confused. The last I've seen a body bag was Darby Allen. That's really it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I won't take that as fact, but I just talked to Har- uh, downtown Bruno Harvey not too long ago, and he was telling me the background behind why he became a doctor in the first place. And he said it was Sid's idea where he was yelling, like, put him in a body bag or whatever he was yelling, and like he would have the stethoscope and like go check on the guy. So, like, maybe that's. I don't know. Maybe that's why it's coming to me. I, I'm not sure. Played into it. That's good, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last time we talked, we were talking about movies a little bit. Have you seen John, John Wick 4 yet? Yes. Okay. So damn good. Okay. It was so worth it, right? Yes. Okay. I cannot wait for how they're going to, again, go further down the road with that, with the series, and then however they bring... No, I'm not going to spoil it. All right. Uh, all right. But safe to say you think that there's going to be another movie in that franchise? Yes, there's for all these Fast and Furious movies that are just <laughs> you got. I I could watch John Wick's all day any day. I don't know how they'll do it, and I I'm pretty happy with how that one ended. But I'm pretty sure if they're like, uh, oh wait, we're gonna like you ever see Crank? Yes. Okay, so like if they wanted to go that route, like just oh, we're gonna put like a battery in his heart, <laughs> like <laughs> something yeah, there's, like that. There's, it's it's Hollywood, and when they do things like that, it just it's like the Jason aspect. Of how many times can we bring Jason back? And again, bring it to PCO. How many times can PCO come back to life? It's it's the same aspect. PCO in space. <laughs> we haven't gone that. there. We haven't gone there yet. Space PCO Force. in space. Space Force. That's how we tie both of our realms together. <laughs> okay. Like Jason X, but Space Force. I- I think we're on to something here. Uh, Scott Demore is going to be pissed about the budget to make it happen, but we'll make it happen. Uh, all right, sticking with movies. This one, uh, Wrestling Revolver, has has an event. Uh, the Ring of Destiny coming up. It's clearly an Indiana Jones theme, uh, a tribute to that. Uh, the new movie coming up. But uh, are you an Indiana Jones fan? I am, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm, I'm trying to stay away from the reviews because people are burying it, yeah. which I'm just like, whatever, I'll wait until I see it myself. I still love, um, what is it, the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. I thought it was good, except for the ending. That was just like, eh. But like the whole buildup in the sun with Shia LaBeouf there, like I was, okay, cool, we're on to something. And then, uh, but we'll see how it goes. I yeah. love anything Indiana Jones. I'm hopefully they have a short round, uh, reunion in there somewhere probably not though i don't yeah i haven't heard like anything about that but like you kind of hope it happens somehow i have some type of callback or i don't know something uh so speaking specifically about that event you're the uh wrestling revolver champion what's it like uh you know just getting another chance to get your name out there obviously you have a one spotlight as impact world champion but getting a chance to travel the country in a specific market, you know, wrestling revolver really has the Ohio, like the Midwest sort of cornered. What's it like 
getting a chance to sort of build your profile in that respect too. It's awesome. From uh, the Dayton shows and then even in Iowa, and now they got a show coming up in Texas in July, and they're just starting to get out there. And Pro Wrestling Revolver lives on for our generation, by our generation, and it's just a great independent company. And it doesn't feel like an independent company because they're so professional with their production style, their setup, the crowds that they draw. It's just insane for the amount of people and the fans that are there are just they love pro wrestling. And it's just a cool thing to be a part of and especially to represent them as their world champion. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And I got me and Drake, Jake Chris are coming uh, up at the uh, Ring of Destiny, which I'm looking forward to because he's a hometown guy. So the crowd should be pretty hot for that one. And he's a guy that I've been watching for a long time that I would like to work with, even when I sit in the door at Revolver. Uh, that's that's a guy I've been wanting to work with. So I'm very much looking forward to that match. All right. Uh, anything else you want to cover before we get out of here? I know, you know, Under Siege is coming up uh, Friday. It's May 26th. And then we just talked a little bit about uh ring of destiny but anything uh final thoughts on the pco match or anything else you want to cover no i'm just very much looking forward to myself and pco in a no dq match especially that it's on my birthday so it'd be fun to to beat the french canadian in his home country uh on my birthday which would be a lot of cooler and then uh yeah, i'm just looking forward to it all right happy early birthday and best of luck this weekend appreciate it thanks bill